Welcome to Brand New Doctor with me, Rola Kerajo, doctor turned brand strategist and graphic designer for health and wellness. Each episode, I speak to inspiring doctors and dentists, successful personal brands, and industry experts, and share insights with you on everything they don't teach you in medical and dental school, on how to succeed and make a lasting impact. Your success story has already begun, but life doesn't hand out pass marks. So this is for you if you want to go beyond book smart. When I was in medical school, I thought I had one job to do. I had to pass every exam with flying colours, get the grades and go. That one job was hard, but it was clear. I knew what the hoops were. I just had to jump through them. Grades, qualifications, and quite frankly, following instructions well, were my measure of success for years. And there's plenty of value in that. It builds confidence. You go to medical school to become a doctor. You go to dental school to become a dentist. Job done. But what if you want something else? How can you use your time in training to achieve success in the way that you choose to define it? My guest, Dr. Daniel Laya, saw medical school differently. For him, it was a training ground ripe with opportunities to learn. And not only for exams. He has cultivated an entrepreneurial mindset which has led him to start and grow businesses, build his personal brand, and share his perspective on television. Training in anaesthetics with a specialism in aerospace medicine goes hand in hand with an adventurous spirit for Daniel. His lifestyle isn't for everyone, but that's the point. You can do whatever you want to. My hope is that this episode is a helpful reminder of that. So let's dive in. Wonderful to be here with you speaking again at last. I've been looking forward to this conversation. (laughs) Here we are, here we are. So when we last spoke some time ago, I found your story really compelling. It was interesting to hear how you've worked to where you are now professionally and how you've built your personal brand. So I would love to talk about it again, but where do you think the story begins? Mm. Wow, wow. I like that I like that question. Where does the story begin? I would say before medical school. Yeah, much before medical school, to be honest. I was always interested and doing things on stage and with media and with video production and with storytelling and having fun and adventure through those means. I had some fun on Blue Peter um, oh. in a competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was 13 I did a public speaking competition when I was talking about space 
mm-hmm. <laughs> of all things, of all things. And I also was a member of youth parliament, which involved a lot of public address and building those sort of skills. And that was before I entered medical school. So already I had years of sort of honing certain skills, which I'm, you know, really topping off and, and really using today and making them uh, or trying to make them, you know, professional in my activities today. So yeah, I would say, I would say it started back then and I'm mm-hmm. from a very medical family. Father's a doctor, mom's a nurse. So, and, and guess what? We're Nigerian. So what yeah, does that mean? Yeah. What does that yeah. equal? <laughs> what, <laughs> I was going to say that's that the Nigerian story. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, I would say it started around then and uh, yeah, developed from there. Amazing. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about your journey here? Absolutely. Absolutely. So during medical school, again, I mean, I I can't mull over the the fact that, you know, I think the whole application process is very daunting and Mm -hmm. uh, it was a very tough period, very tough period, like it is for everyone. But just because everyone goes through it and you have to go through it doesn't make it less hard, you know. You know, yeah. it's funny we get into medical school and we and we forget about how hard and how mentally stressing and 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 you know how vulnerable kids are, and that, particularly when there's so, when there's so much pressure on on you. But anyway, go through to medical school and started it, and it was at that point where I really spread my wings. And I think that was because medicine was always on the menu and by getting into to university and, and doing exactly what your parents wanted you to do, I thought, okay, I've ticked that box. Now I'm going to have fun. <laughs> now I'm going to oh, do what nice. I want to do. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do while ticking these boxes. So I literally took that to the extremes. So I remember in, in, in first year, I wrote down a list of all the things that I wanted to do, including starting a clothing brand. I wanted mm. to be a model. As, I wanted to do some modeling as well. Me, am, am I... Am I I'm, I'm a five foot 11 slash slash six foot, you know, some would say five ten, but we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Let's round up. Let's round up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to do some modeling as well. I wanted to run a business. I want to do lots of traveling. I wanted to do, I wanted to do a bunch of stuff. I want to play sports. I want to be the social sec. I wanted to, to do some, some other stuff. So I thought, okay, cool. I've written these things. Now let's, let's start doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, first it started with modeling. Now I don't call I don't I didn't call myself a model, but but at the time because I was an identical twin, we saw that as an opportunity to capitalize and, and and again have some fun and do some in inverted commas modeling. So we had a twin agency and they sent us around to do different bits and bobs, and we and we actually ended up in in Vogue magazine. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were doing the uh, London College of Fashion BA honors show oh, nice. that, okay. that Kanye West was supposed to attend, but. I never saw him in the crowd. But anyway, we did that. That was cool. <laughs> Again, part of the fun that I wanted to have while developing my my professional skills. And, and that was cool because, again, it was fun. But at the same time, it, it allowed me to, to see other things that were going on outside, you know, medicine. After that, we myself and my brother we looked at starting a business and and this at this point, this was when social media was on the rise. So and at the same time, we were really into into our fitness as well. So, so, so we said, okay, how can we combine our love for fitness and and you know the fact that we can see social media is is going to be a tool for business? So we actually invented a protein shake vending machine. This was in two thousand and twelve. 
because we we thought we saw a gap in the market right. for delivery of of nutrition after workouts. So we started with entering into a competition where they liked our idea. We won that competition and they gave us some money. So we used that to file a, a patent for this idea. When we look back at the drawings that we sent in for the patent, they're hilarious. But anyway, that's what we did. We, we, we filed for a patent and then we entered another competition where we got £10,000 from our university and we used that to, to do some more stuff. And before we knew it, you know, we, we, we had this in inverted commas business you know developing a a vending machine to sell you know we wanted to bring that to market and around that we said okay you know we need to create a brand that people can understand and become aligned with so we called the business protime the idea behind protime was through effective and quick and efficient nutrition you can become productive and time efficient and reach your goals so we call it protime protime and, and protein shakes as well so makes e sense exactly 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 and then we created a, a clothing brand from that and th again this idea that you can achieve all your goals if you're productive and time efficient so it wasn't just about nutrition at that point then it was about everything and this was the brand and because we've really focused hard on instagram this was 2012 remember Instagram was a very different place then. Uh, Instagram was very fertile, fertile ground, not like it is now, where everyone's on, everyone, everyone and their grandma and their dogs on there, you know. And and we really pushed, and actually we were very successful in penetrating the university market, and it helped that we were in different universities, so we we had uh, our handle on 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 two different places. So yes, yeah, so during during medical school, that's just a taste of the the projects that I indulged in in a very deep an intense way it wasn't just a bit thing on, a thing on the side it was something that i really really in, in, enjoyed and again helped me see the world for, for for what it is outside the the four walls of a hospital or a university and helped me understand you know what what and and who i want to be and and uh yeah i continued i continued doing lots of different things th th throughout medical school and and fortunately i was able to tick all the boxes you know e e even if i did the bare minimum to to, to get through i managed to tick all the boxes and 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 finish and then start f1 and f2 uh, while while doing lots of different things so that that brought me to a place when i started being a doctor where i was always thinking yeah i'm destined for more than this unfortunately i i don't i don't really i don't really think that being a a doctor in inverted commas is really going to stretch me to meet to meet my potential even though i do enjoy enjoy the craft of being a doctor and exercising clinical skills in a hospital and and i, I think that, that 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 gave me a certain way of thinking um which which has continued to this day I think that it is so important to be able to diversify really to have your horizons broadened in a sense it sounds like you've always been you know very entrepreneurial in your in your mindset and I'm I was kind of I wouldn't say I was the opposite I had a lot of ideas but I was someone who was a lot more focused on passing the exams which you know is important but I think it is equally important to to have these kind of different experiences like you're describing as well to really show you that there is there is more to life than you know getting through an exam and ultimately exams don't really 
decide the course of your life once you get out of university no mm. one really really cares about what what grade you got on a specific nope. essay or something like that nope. so Absolutely. so you know what advice would you give to somebody who's a bit like me at university who's very focused on the exams very academically focused to you know develop an entrepreneurial mindset and why do you think it is important to diversify for them mm absolutely yeah so the advice that i would give to someone who perhaps who perhaps would want to follow in a broad sort of broad professional trajectory rather than a focused one would be number 1 figure out what you think you want because nobody really knows what they want at that age i didn't and and nobody does you know tr try and figure out what you think you want and 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 write that down it's probably going to change expect it to change but write it down commit it to paper and and keep that paper safe and and, and really you know invest in 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 that exercise of of doing that and once you've done that then you will know whether you really love and want to focus and want to reach the peak of your your medical skills because you know really great quote that i agree with is in life you can do anything but you can't do everything yes um, what does that mean so true that means that with me going here, there, and everywhere, and doing different projects and and going on adventures during university, uh, that meant that I didn't get my first choice in F one and F two in terms of location. In fact, mm -hmm. I got my very last choice. <laughs> I got my very last choice. Wow. I went to I went to Scotland, Aberdeen. You know, and 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 the reason for that was because I, it is because I focused on, you know, I, I had many many f different focuses, and and just one of them was 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 medicine. So I, I probably wasn't the best performer, but I got through it. So I, I would say decide what you what you think you want, whether it's to focus or whether it's to do several different things, or to you know to, to maybe just to to float around a little bit and explore different options to decide what you think you want. So do that, and then try to come up with an answer to what you want at the end of a certain period. Again, it's probably going to change, but, but, but try to do that, make an effort to do that. And then after that, I think things would be clearer and you, know, you can start focusing your conversations and, and, and what you do to, to make that reality. I think, I think it is important to have a certain kind of strategy to how you approach medical school. I don't think that I really thought about that, but you know, like you say, actually, taking time to consider what you want and then writing it down is a really good place to begin. My question to you is whether you think if you had a redo of medical school, would you have the same strategy that you that you had or would you change it up a little bit? Wow, wow, interesting, 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 interesting. Okay, so I'll break that down a little bit. So my strategy was to put medicine in a box and to tick all the boxes mm -hmm. and then use all use all my other time to do other things and and that included you know the, those two activities I told you the, the business and the, the modeling and and the society that, that was part of you know social stuff and things like that so if I could go back I I wouldn't look at those extra curricular activities as as just activities but i would look at them as as 
you know real lifelong endeavors um mm. and I, I would i would i would further i would further focus them to make sure that there is a tangible output so yeah. for example my involvement in medsoc and my so i created uh one of the basketball teams at peninsula i spent an oh, awful long time cool. and money and, and effort yeah, I know it was cool. Creating that and, and making it happen and organizing stuff and organizing trips and stuff like that. But what do I have to show for it? A few pictures, a few memories, you know, which which I which I appreciate. But, you know, I, I, I can't say that if I went back, I would do the same thing. What I'm trying to say is that I, I, if I could go back, I would try and learn a language. Definitely try and learn language. I try and pick up a, a physical skill. One of the skills, one of the skills that I I would have loved to learn during medical school or university is how to cut hair, how to actually cut people's hair. I think that would have been a really nice skill to learn. Yeah, yeah. how to how to be a barber. And I don't think it would have been that hard as long as I put the right amount of time in and I was right. I was I was around the right people. There was one barber actually, and he was like the black barber of Plymouth, and everybody went to him. All I had to do was say, "Let me work with you." for like for for a couple months for free and he would have he would have taught me how to cut hair and it, and it, it would have been great but yeah so i mm. would have picked up a physical tangible skill and and i i relate that again to for other people but that perhaps that could be i don't know coding or you know again you know in in your case with graphic design i'm, I'm sure you, you were developing your skills you know during that time or or, or around that time i was and, certainly and, drawing yeah. in, in lectures <laughs> a lot doodling in lectures <laughs> But yeah, well, that's it. So yeah, so so I would I would I would definitely do that. And in the business that I ran as well, I would I would focus in a bit more intensely on that because again, I saw it as an activity, as a fun activity. Okay, what am I doing today? I'm going to do this, blah blah blah. But I didn't look deep into the future and think, okay, this this is going to be something which is going to you know provide me with an income many many years in, in, into the future and if i did things would be very very different yeah the, my allocation of resources would, would have been very very different to the point where i probably would have taken a year out to focus on it to be honest um yeah. because that's what it needed that's, that's what that's what it needed yeah yeah I, I get that i get that it's a the idea of yes you you had that the start of that strategy of really diversifying outside of medicine but actually making sure there was a bit more of a like a long-term goal for each one of those things and thinking the long game of each of the things that you were doing what what was worth putting your time uh, into. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah the, the the long game i'm gonna enjoy all of it because i'm that's why i'm doing it but mm. you know how does it how does it add to, add to my life but th- again that i don't want to i don't want to downplay or discourage people from you know being great and amazing talented medics because i always knew that you know that was just something that i enjoy i, I don't want to put all my time into it but there's some people where they they they, they really enjoy it and they're really good at it and and, and that's what they want to focus on completely mm-hmm. and 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 i really respect that as well because there's nothing better than than being in a, in a in a hospital or, or clinical setting and seeing someone who's so passionate about medicine or surgery or whatever it is and and you're just so happy to be there and and, and you think yes yeah, that's, that's that's really really cool i have a lot of respect for that but, yeah but that's not that's not for me i think it's like you're describing having a bit of self-awareness is really key to just figuring out how you should be spending your time and where you want to put your energy if you're someone who wants to try different things then it makes sense that you don't funnel all of your your eggs into one basket i.e medicine 
You know, something that really strikes me talking to you, it seems to me that you're someone who who spends time thinking about their mindset. And I just wonder what kind of mindset did you need to develop to get to where you are today? Hmm. I think I think that's again that's a really good question. I, I think I from a from a from an early age because mm-hmm. because having having been to a boys school and having a twin brother there's a there's a healthy sense of competition that that has always been around and he's better at me at some things and I think I'm better than him at other things um but what that means is that you know when when we are in a particular situation and it's hard for me to come out on top I th- I'm thinking mm, I'm not gonna be able to come out on top I'm not gonna be able to get the desired outcome that I want here maybe I can find another way to do it and and actually that's made me very creative yeah. it's made me extremely extremely creative about getting what I want um and mm. again succeeding and that there's a million ways to skin a cat and there's a million ways to to create a lifestyle that that you want if you really boil it down to the fundamentals of what lifestyle you want and 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 how to create that there's, there's so many ways to do that so yeah that made me mm. sit down often and reflect okay cool what do, you know how am i going to do this i remember actually in the lead up to a levels and those two years i'm thinking okay cool you know how am i going to stand out you know how am i going to do this usually you know it's sports or you know a different type of you know county level you know representation that people do that that that, that gets them the points but I wasn't playing rugby on a county level. I played for the school, but and again, n- never really at that level. But I knew that you know I had this public speaking thing. I had this you know flair for 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 doing things on stage. And I said, okay, how can I turn that into a tangible skill to actually use to to, to get in to make me shine? So I, mm-hmm. I, then I I applied for all these competitions, and 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 that was actually one of the huge things which, which really propelled me forward. And it was quite unconventional, but but I thought that is what I'm going to do. So that was that was my way round. That was my way round. And I think that's continued to this day. Again, you know, finishing F2 and thinking this isn't really for me. I'm not I'm not really sure about a training program, but I still do want to develop my clinical skills. I still do want to do want to be a doctor because I enjoy the craft. I still do want to have a doctor in front of my name. I still do want to do all this stuff. How can I do that? So then I started to look round, round, and 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 I think I think that process of of developing that lateral thinking skill set has been always been sort of you know just crafted and 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 built through through that through that time I recall you telling me about the difficulties that you faced after you graduated and you you went to to Aberdeen can you tell us a little bit more about that and like you're describing how that really shaped you because what really stood out to me was kind of the different types of rejection that you you faced and the way that you persevered through that yeah 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 i mean i think i think any sort of working in any clinical environment is is tough and there's always going to be highs and there's always going to be lows so and that's absolutely not unique to to me but you know going to aberdeen and and being in a different environment and in a different sort of setting with different attitudes in in the hospital and amongst colleagues was definitely a shock to my system for 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 all intents and purposes i i always had in my mind that you know i'm british you know i'm i'm english whatever that means but 
in Scotland, I was definitely, I think I was treated a little bit differently. And I think that manifested itself in a few different ways. And I think that upset me because I thought, wow, does that mean that, you know, the rest of my medical career is going to be like this? Does that mean that, you know, I have this type of minimal control over my working, you know, life and, you know, how things happen? And yeah, it really upset me. Because, but I think I think that's for a variety of reasons. You know, I went to Scotland by myself. I was there by myself. The, you know, I was getting no sun. I was probably vitamin D deficient. <laughs> I was probably I was probably suffering with 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 seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was before taking vitamin D was trendy. Um, <laughs> so I, I always reflect and think, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was vitamin D deficient because I was always getting sick as well, and I wasn't normally. I, I didn't usually get sick, and it was very mm-hmm. cold as well. And being doing F1 and F2 is tough. And yeah. we had a lot of night shifts as well, a lot of night shifts, like a, a, a weird, weird, disgusting amount. And I remember my colleagues who I was working with, they were they were quite organized and we exception re- reported. And at the end of one particular placement, they paid us a, lo- a lot of money because we'd been working too hard. So it was an amalgamation of all those different factors. But on the head of it, what I sort of saw and what I was feeling and and what was in front of my face was being treated a little bit differently, you know, having a little bit less leeway, you know, people snapping a little bit more towards me. And I thought, I thought that was because, you know, there's a bit of racism there. Uh, and I, and I, and I don't say that lightly. I don't say that lightly, but it is what it is. It, 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 is, yeah. what it is, you know, you've got, yeah. you've got to keep moving. You've got to do what's best for us. And for me, what was best for me was, taking myself out out the system and finding my own way to to achieve and succeed and, and be the person that I wanted to be. So that was why I then applied for a F2 locum appointed for training post, uh, which which I got. That was back down south where I went to medical school, which was I definitely felt more like home. Um and uh, yeah, I continued there. But I was always I was always tainted. My experience was tainted by that. And uh, it was, a, and I thought, yeah, I don't really ever want to be in a situation like that again. So I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure that that doesn't happen. Which, which, and and that was why I sort of left training. I get the sense that it's it's one of those things where it's like you could you could kind of hold on to that kind of bitterness about how how they treated you, but it seems to me that you've kind of you've moved on in your mind in a sense, and and really focused on how it is that you can, you know, take control or take responsibility for the situation that was given to you. Am I right? Completely, Com- completely, you know, there's, there's so much opportunity in the, in this world. There's, there's so, there's so many things that we can do to focus on, on that thing, you know, would, would be, would be the biggest mistake that, that I could have made. Definitely. I'm not holding any grudges or um, there's no bitterness there, but it is nice to think and to remember those things and to, to, to use those situations to motivate you to, to move forward. Because I'm sure that, you know, the people that that behaved in certain ways to me, they felt justified to do that. It's important to prove people wrong if 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 you can. It's 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 good to be motivated to do that. I guess there's nothing there's nothing like kind of proving to yourself as well that what other people say doesn't really hold weight on what you can do and who you are as a person so 
you know, I, I recall something that you told me the last time that we spoke. I think you were talking about how you got interested in aerospace medicine and aviation medicine and how there were different roadblocks to you actually getting involved in a way. And I recall you saying that I'm a successful person, so I had to figure it out. And it seems to me that most people wait for the proof before they say that they're successful. But how important do you think it is to put the belief first? Have you always thought in this way? Yeah, this is hugely important to back yourself to do something before you do it, to, to have the knowledge and the belief and the hope, the faith that you will be able to do it. And then from that belief, you can work it out. From that belief, you, you, you do work it out. But you need to, you need to, you need to believe that you think you, you, you can do the thing, and and then figuring out, figuring out after. How did you get to that point, really, of thinking in that way? Have you always thought that way, or did you develop that? And how can you develop that mindset? I think, I think the only reason why I thought that way is because I had a series of experiences when I was young, uh, including the ones I described, you know, during medical school, the business that I ran, again, the the, the modeling opportunities that, that, that I did, the public speaking stuff, the Blue Peter, when I was in school. I saw the process of thinking something in my mind and making it happen. And, and you know, the competence bred the confidence because I did something and, and I always hung on to those things. I thought, Oh, I've done that. So I could do this. You know, yeah. I've done that. So I, so, so I can do this. And, and I, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And once you keep on, once you do that, it continues, it continues snowballing. So you need to start with the small things and, and everyone's, everyone I'm sure who's listening to this has done good things in their life. So if you hold on to those things and, and you say, well, if I did that, then I could do this, if I did mm -hmm. this, then I can do that. And 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 you you hold on to that. I think I think that's the way to do it. That is a really strong message. That with intention, you need to have a belief in yourself. You have a very strong personal brand, and I think it's clear to me anyway that you spend a lot of time thinking about how you want to put yourself out there. And I know not everyone is making TV appearances like you are, but do you <laughs> think it is important for <laughs> for doctors to develop a personal brand in some way? And, you know, what are the benefits that you have seen other than the kind of, you know, the, the obvious ones in terms of some of the opportunities that have opened up for you? Have you seen other kind of benefits in terms of maybe your relationships with your colleagues or with patients? Mm, 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 mm. So to answer your first question, do mm -hmm. I think it's important for doctors to create a personal brand? Um, no. I don't think it's important. I don't think it's important for doctors to get a personal brand unless unless they they want to use the personal brand number 1 to network, number 2 to sell, and number 3 to in, enjoy having a online presence. And that's mm -hmm. something that I want to do. That's something that I want to do and I think it's very very useful to do that. So so if 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 you're someone if there's a doctor that that wants to do that or any clinical person nurse or whatever, you know, that wants to do that, then 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 definitely, absolutely. But I don't think I don't think it's important for, and and I, I and I definitely wouldn't push it 
as if it's a normal thing because it isn't a normal thing and actually it's a lot of time it's, it's a lot of effort for me it's worth yeah. it i think it's very i think it's very very worth it and i enjoy the whole process anyway so it, it happens naturally anyway and, I, and like i said you know i've always been in the business of storytelling and creating a narrative and and again uh, you know, public engagement. I've, I've always been doing that, so it's been very natural for me. I think it's important to understand what's available and what's there, but I wouldn't make it, you know, a blanket thing. And for the, for those people who do want to do it, for those people who are, you know, like me, inclined that way and and enjoy social media and and have an inkling, you know, towards that, then my advice, you know, would be to to you know think about you know what you represent, who you are and how that looks and what what the inputs and outputs are you know what you're putting into it and what you're expecting to get out of it you yeah. need to enjoy the process you need to enjoy the process i've been doing social media since 2011 and i was never expecting to to have any particular output from it i was just documenting the journey enjoying the road enjoying the vibe and it was at a certain time in 2018 when i thought okay yeah i need to make this a little bit more organized who am i what do i represent and what do people resonate with and what's the input and what's the output i think that's really sound advice like you were saying again having some kind of self-awareness as to what's important to you and um, whether a personal brand is the the kind of thing that represents you know the direction that you want to take in life thank you so much for for spending time speaking with me there's so much that you have to share with the world and not just in terms of making TV appearances, giving your opinion on, on the state of healthcare and such, but also just your journey and personal growth. I think it's very inspiring. I just wanted to finish off by asking you a question that we ask everyone who comes to the, the show. I say we, I <laughs> ask everyone who comes to the show. I just want you to imagine for a second that you are the Dean of the medical school and you have the power to control the curriculum what would you want to change about the curriculum to prepare students for the realities of working life? And that can be, you know, in any kind of arena that you can think of. What do you think you would want people to learn at medical school to actually get them ready for, for getting out into the real world? Love the question. I love it. So what I would do, what I would do is just as I've highlighted issues and potential problems and and important things which i went through other people are likely to go through i would find a way and systemize a way to put doctors and clinical people in front of medical students to chat to them whether it's like an hour a week or a couple hours a week maybe a, maybe a couple hours a month of uh, let's say f1 comes to chat to the students or F2 comes to chat to the students and there's different types of experiences. And, and at the end of these doctors sharing their stories, they have a few tips and there's a, there's a Q and a, and in the, in, in that sort of Q and a, or in that process, in that system, they can talk about finances. They can talk about taking time out. They can talk, talk about, you know, for, you know, for women, it's important to talk about, you know, family and, 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 you know, how training looks for different priorities and, and, you know, different types of mm -hmm. backgrounds as well. And, and, I feel the only way that type of mentorship can come through in an organic way is having people tell their stories and there being a Q&A after. And, and the best thing we can do for that, so if I was the dean, is I would systemize that passing on of knowledge in a, in, in, in a, in a way to make, to make it organic but at the same time controlled.
I think that would do a good job. That's a really good answer. You're right. We we do get to talk with clinical people, but mostly about clinical things and not really about yeah. everything else, everything else that we need to know. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brand New Doctor. I hope you feel as inspired as I do to see where your ideas can take you. I'd love to hear how this has inspired you. And if you're working, how would you do university differently if you could go back? If you don't already, you can follow Daniel on Instagram at thefly.doctor. That's the.fly.doctor. And the link is in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe and share the episode. I really appreciate your feedback, so please leave a rating and review. And you can follow me on Instagram at rollacare.so. That's R-O-L-A-K-E S-O. Message me. I would love to hear from you. And I'll be back soon with another episode of Brand New Doctor.